Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't raise trees just yet. Sit down and strap in for the Ultimate Super Coach Podcast. It's time to win your leagues and dominate your mates. This is the Jewel Position Podcast, hosted by Whisperer and Adrianosaurus. The old Penrith Panthers, back-to-back, looking for a three-peat, have had... Um, you know, a, a very, very good crop of youngsters come through, but the salary cap system in the NRL sort of halters dynasties, I would say, moving forward. And we've already seen uh, some exits from the Panthers, but we're going to see some more next year as well. They can only keep so many. Um, and, you know, with, with exiting players out the door, that opens up new avenues for for other players uh, for this year's Supercoach. Oh, look, Ado, I've got the Panthers, uh, you know, after having two fantastic years. Still, still a great year. I've got them in third. Um, you know, a slight regression, losing some key players. You know, is there some kind of hangover? Uh, how do you see the Panthers' season playing out next year, my friend? Um, well, I'm tipping the three-peat. Um, that's a very outside view on it. I think they're going to go another year, um, and I've got them in first. Uh, there are some things there, though. I, I reckon, I, I think Kikau is not the greater loss. I think Appy is the biggest loss that they had out of those two big names. He is such a good... Um, Wiley, you know, uh, he, he's just a spark and he's he's, he's such a good um, hooker, always has been really. Um, and I think that that's something that they're probably going to be really worried about this year. Like can, can Kenny and, and whatever they go with it on the bench um, do the job that we got out of Appy? And also let's just um, have a look at origin time. O'Sullivan came in and did a very serviceable job. I think they won all of those games over the origin period. So it's going to be hard to finish in first and get another minor premiership. Um, I'm still tipping that they've got that winning culture. Uh, and I'm, I still think that you, while you've got um, Cleary, while you've got um, Luai and you've got this, you know, world-class you know, forward pack, some pretty exciting backline players. I still think that there's not many teams that can run with them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a testament to, to Penrith just to keep rocking up every time and doing it. Origin will be a big, um, you know, determiner. As you said, you're, you're losing out on a Sean O'Sullivan. They've still got Kurt Falls there. Um, you know, if I had it my way, I would pick Burton at six over Luai for, for Origin. Um, so maybe they do hold on to, to Burton over the Origin period. Oh, sorry, hold on to Luai over the Origin period this year. But... Yeah, times times will definitely um we'll we'll definitely see how they how they pan out. You mentioned Nathan Cleary beforehand. Now, no no disputing that he is the the best halfback option uh, for Supercoach under undeniably. The question is, if you have to roll with one or like one or the other out of Hines or Cleary, are you rolling with Cleary just because of the pedigree and and he's done it now for uh, three or four years for Supercoach, whereas Hines has been. Half a season at fullback, half a season at halfback, and then last year obviously was his breakout. 
Yeah, it, it is exactly that thinking. You you have no doubts that Cleary is going to be top two halfback scorers. He might be in second. Who knows? But I, I reckon he has the pedigree that you put him in there, you never, never, never stress. He's got such a great floor. Um, and I even, I think he even takes a bigger role. He, he's such a dominant force already, but you take an Appy out, there's just, there's got to be some other creation there. And it's going to go to, you know, Yo probably, um, you know, Luai and Cleary. I reckon he's going to have a ripping year. I've seen their training videos. He's going to go into this year fully fit. He played in a World Cup as well, so not as much downtime to sort of, um, you know, fall out of practice. I'm expecting a big, big year. Hines, I reckon he can back it up. But I, I, I can't say that definitively. You know, I, I think the Sharks are going to probably go down a little bit this year as well. Uh, so it'll the jury's out on, on Hines. It isn't on Cleary. Does the round three buy put you off Cleary at all uh, by swaying towards going with Hines because you know you're not going to have to rotate him out after three weeks? Um, well, it, it, it is, you've got to take the buys into consideration in all of the picks that you have. If I was going to be sacrificing in the halfback position because of buys, I do know that they've got the 13, you know, together, I, I would get rid of Hines. Okay. I'd so yeah, with him. you're happy, uh, you're happy to hold. roll with, happy to roll with Cleary, you know, non-scoring in round three. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, Stay betrayed in there, you know, like if you're going to go with the two guns, you're obviously going to lose them both in 13. You lose one, you know, you lose one of them in, in three. Um, so there's a couple of rounds in there, but ideally you're going to just, I, I would probably be prone to take the AE in 13 just because I, I've i got the two best halves and I won't trade them. It's just zero, zero trades. It just takes a stress out of that area. And when you start getting tricky and trade, sometimes you trade out a clearing and your plan is, oh, I'll just bring him back the week after. And then the guy that you plug in there has an awful game, loses money, your finances don't work, and you can't get him back in. So um, I think that I'd just be wearing it. He's one of those picks that you're just picking him and you want him for the entire year. So you just wear the times that he's out. Yeah, because if you do pick two gun fullbacks and you know two gun halfbacks, you've got four captaincy options there. You can just sort of rotate through every week. Something worth noting as well, you mentioned the round 13 buys with Cleary and Hines. NRL mm. Fantasy um, have changed their rules this year during the buy periods to have your best 13 players compared to like a full squad. And I think AFL Supercoach has also imp- implemented that this year um, during the buy periods having reduced squads. Now, I'm not saying NRL Supercoach is going to change that, but the, the game hasn't been officially released yet, so there could be change in the background. And if they do opt for that, if they do opt to having your best 13, you know, during the buys, I think that makes Hines and Cleary combination a lot easier to stomach um, yep. because then, you know, you're just going to get your best 13, oh, 13. Come, yep. come come the origin time. So that's something worth noting. Now, you've put Brian Toto in bounce back. I've decided to chuck him in guns because I do think that he's just going to... I don't think we're going to see prime 2021 Brian Toto, but, you know, the bloke was carrying an injury all last year. We've said this a couple of times. Um, It probably starts the season on the left-hand side, you would say, um, for a couple of weeks, and then then we'll rotate back to the right. 624K, I don't think we're losing money on Brian Toto here at all. Um, I think he's a a very, very safe investment, and I think we have a big, big points increase, and... If the Cowboys didn't have this golden draw to start the season, I think a lot more people would be having Brian Toto in their sides compared to someone like a Val Holmes. Yeah, I agree. He was definitely unders last year due to injury and probably change of sides. You, you take a big weapon target out of the team like Kikau, I think they might be a little more prone to go back that other side with Crichton and Toto out there. 
uh, this year. So I, I don't really see that as such a big problem for them. I think they will still be probably left dominant, but not as much because you, a lot of the good stuff that came for Taylor and May and uh, Targo was because Kikau's drawing defenders and then getting an offload or they're worried about um, Kikau. I don't think that's going to be as worrying for opposition this year with the, with no Kikau there. Uh, and I think they'd actually be more worried of Crichton. He's a big body, um, you know, and I, I reckon they'll go right a little bit more. So I, I've got him on a bounce back just on, I think there's a big improvement, probably 10 to 20 plus points on, on prior years. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to rock and roll with Brian Toto, if not to start as soon as I can. Yeah, I'm very, very high on Brian Toto, 624. Um, fantastic. Someone that's just been consistent year in, year out, uh, Isaiah Yo. I remember the fond memories of, I think, 2020 when he was available at Center Wing. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, very, very, very boring, but very, very safe. Um, you know, he is a, he is a 2RF gun. Um, should punch you out 65 week in, week out. Available just a tick under 700. You know, isn't as exciting as someone like a Fafita or an Angus Crichton or whatnot, but uh, you're not going to have those weeks where you're pulling your hair out owning him. No, he's very safe, um, and someone's going to be taking some ball play from Appy. So, you know, I reckon that Cleary, uh, even Luai, and I think Yo will have more attacking stats probably this year than they had prior year because you take one big piece out of the out of the team for a creator. You've put Dylan Edwards here in the gun category. Straight, I have. I've got him in the opposite category just because I don't think he stacks up with uh, other fullbacks in the same category. I don't see myself ever owning him. Um, he's been fine for Supercoach. He's not been elite. Uh, I yeah. just think we're paying overs for the production that we're going to get out of Dylan Edwards, but talk me into him. Okay. Well, I'll do it really simply, and you'll change your mind. <laughs> Let's talk about his games last year. Um, for the first half of the year, um, a slower start, but let's talk about his exact last half. The last 12 games of last year, you know what his average was? Probably something incredible that you're going to talk me into. 75.2 for the for the second half of the year. So um, he turned a, a corner. He has had his injury problems as well in, in the past, and I think he had a bit of a slow tr- you know, start to last year score-wise, but he when he hit the ground running, the scores from round 12 onwards includes a couple of tons um, and a 75 average, which is elite. That's elite, um, and that's better than Gutho, and, all, and everyone's like, Gutho was amazing. He was only a couple of points behind him, even with the slow start to the year. If you feel like um, Dylan Edwards is going to hit the ground running a la the last 12 um, rounds of last year, he'll average 75. And I'm happy to put another hundo down that Dylan Edwards will average above 70 this year. Now, is that is, is that an, a, a, a reason to have him in your team? Maybe not. Um, you probably prefer Luttrell and, 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 and Teddy for sure. But he... He's better than we give him credit for. And I think the second half of last year, I, I saw more people bringing him, into, bringing him into their teams and they were like, wow, he's having a sizzling back end of the year. It was exactly the heart, second half of the year, 75 average. So uh, I, I'm not going to say that he's um, a bum because I, I'm, he's not a bum to me and I think he'll average 70 plus. If you average 70 plus, I think you're... You're a gun. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't call him a, a straight bum. I just didn't really know where to put him. A guy that averaged yeah. 66 last year does need to yeah. have mention. Um, I'll take you up on the offer. I'll take the unders on 70. Um, All right. So we, that's, we're two bets now in on... Uh... <laughs> we need to make a spreadsheet record, that's all. We now, do. <laughs> you, you, mentioned, you mentioned that 75 average from the back end of last year. He is 
180k cheaper than Tedesco, um, and that 75 average was only sort of three points difference. Do uh, I guess it just comes down to do you think he lives up and continues that form from last year? And I'm not sure if he does. Uh, he averaged 66 overall last year for the season. I probably have him pegged around that. Um, similar to, to last year. So I don't see much value in him. I'd rather pay up the extra um, and get a, a proven gun in, in Teddy or, or Luttrell. Uh, and I'd probably rather take a 150k discount and, and take a gamble on uh, on to, um, Trevojevic. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not against it. He is someone that I don't really think he ever puts a bad foot forward. I'd, I'd have to look at his scores, but I don't think he has really low games. I'm um, just yeah. not too sure if he's got that super, super elite ceiling in the, in that fullback position. I'd love, yeah, well, I'd love to have... He's meat potatoes, isn't he? Yeah. And, and that's why you probably go, well, Latrell throws those beautiful cutouts. I want that guy in there. That's getting the big attacking points. He's kind of in the mold of a Teddy, the tackle breaker a bit. Um, so, you, but yeah, you wouldn't take him ahead of Teddy, would you? No, I just, I think in, in that fullback position, I'd want two captaincy options. I can rotate week in, week out. And I just don't see myself ever captaining Dylan Edwards when I have Cleary in my side. So that's probably yep. the reason. Um, whereas Talon May and Isaac Tago, I'm all aboard this. I'm all aboard the, the regression. Uh, I'm all aboard the, the second season syndrome, whatever you want to call it. Uh, combined, these two are nearly 1.3 million, um, 670... 676 for Talon May and 628 for Isaac Tago. Uh, just. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I just, I just don't see it repeating. Uh, and even if it does, I think that's best case scenario. Um, I think the loss of Kikau is going to be huge for those two. And I am worried about the ball not coming as left as much as it did last year. Yeah, I agree. I think it's probably going to go back a little less, even if you're going to just say it conservatively, a little less because there's no kick out out there. And, and last year they started, we were like, Taylor May's an absolute weapon, cheapy of the year, you know, and we loved Targo as well with the jewel and we had jewel, you know, lots of jewels last year as well. We loved Targo for a time, but remember they kind of wore down as the year went on and they became frustrating at times because it was like a lot of forties and thirties. Because which Kikau, we Kikau came into his own and started taking more of the, rather than being it as a decoy, they then started using him more as the primary runner. Um, yeah, so yeah. Uh, they've got to be, I, I think, uh, regression um, candidates for this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see them falling off a cliff, but I just think, you know, we're probably five points overpriced and I don't see them as season keepers. If I'm taking, if I'm deliberately picking a player I know is going to lose price, I see them as a keeper and I don't see May or Ortega as a keeper. In saying that, um, I went early on May last year. I brought him in the week that he was named and it was fantastic and uh, never looked back. But yeah, I just, I don't think I can go there this year for the same price when you can get Brian Toto, who I think has much more upside. Um, yep. In the in the bounce back category, you know, we've got, uh, you know, new recruit Luke Garner. I'm assuming you are tipping him to be playing uh, on that left edge. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, what about Zach Hosking? But no disrespect to Zach Hosking, but the bloke is now, I think, 26. Mm. Barely cracked it in the Broncos side that was struggling at the time. Got two games and looked good, but I 
don't see the competition. I think the competition comes from Scott Sorensen, who has proven himself to be very good off the bench. Uh, and I think that that spot will, will hold for Sorensen. And I think Garner comes in and, you know, 435k, if you're tossing up between him and Katoa, I'd probably rather take a punt on Katoa. Uh, I know I've been against the, the Katoa chat, but I think he does possess a bit of upside. As a Tigers fan, I've watched Garner. He's a very 6.5 out of 10 footballer. Does that improve in a, in a better Panther side? I'm not sure. I don't think you're going to go wrong with him. I think he'll make you money. I'm just not too sure if it's going to be piles. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll refer back to something you said the other day. I, you said you could average 40 in that Penrith team. <laughs> and he's going from a team where there you have got a scrap for every point, super coach point you get, really. He's going to go into this one where there's going to be some served to you on a platter <laughs> points. Mm. Uh, so he's going to go better. Uh, you know, he's going to get, get some stuff that he wouldn't have got elsewhere. But do you think that makes him, do you think it makes him a must have? Like I know a lot of people are just, are using that term. No, he's not a must have, you know, if you've got, um, if Jack Murchie, for instance, he looks like he's got a bit about him. He's in a good team as well. Um, if Alicia, oh, you know, I'm a big Alicia Cattell fan. I'd be, I'd be happy to take a punt on him. Tom Gilbert looks like, I mean, a lot of people are using him in the front row, but there's actually a lot of middies that could be um, options for you. So I think it's a real spot where you can go a pod. And I'll guarantee you that in that 400 category, he'll be the most owned out of all of those 400. So if you want to go the road less traveled, he's not a must have. And like you said, in his career, he's been a six out of 10. I'm kind of feeling like because he's next to the, probably the best player, you know, he's in there very close to the, the best player, you know, the origin halves. He's got to get some points um, served on a platter. And I reckon he might have some eight out of 10 games just because it's served up to him. Yeah. I'm not for one minute saying that Luke Garner's a bad pick. Uh, you know, most likely will probably find his way into my side some stage during this preseason. I just don't know if he's this slam dunk pick that a lot of people are thinking he's going to be. Um and you look, Sorensen could. They might just say, "Look, he's been and he's been here for a year now, yeah. and he's been outstanding. We'll give him the start. We'll bring Garner off the bench." It doesn't make sense to me with Luke um, Garner being the bigger body, a la sort of kick out bigger body. Uh, maybe not a, as good a line runner, but solid um, and a good defender as well. Uh, and Sorensen was so punchy off the bench, so I just think that Ivan is a good coach, and I think he'll do the right you know, thing for the team. I think. Yeah, um, you can clip this up, whoever's watching. Luke Garner isn't a bad pick. I think he's a good pick, but if you don't pick him, I don't think he's going to burn you um, too hard. I think you'll plug along and maybe make 130K, and then that's sort of it for me. Uh, Mitch Kenny, I think his stocks are a little bit better than what people are thinking. I know a lot of people are high on Sonny Luke, and I'm not too sure if that's a price bias thing, if people are looking at it through a super coach lens because he's only 235 but they brought in um, Tyron Peachy. Jamin Salomon was there as sort of a staple in, in Ivan Cleary's side. I would expect Salmon to get the 17, Peachy to get the 14. No room for Luke, who we'll touch on later on. And I think there's going to be some good minutes for, for Mitch Kenny. Um, I, I think the ability for him to rotate through the 13 as well. We saw that last year a little bit um, with Isaiah Yo giving some spells. Mitch Kennedy at, at 310. If we were high on Josh Hodgson, as you said, off camera, then we've got to be high on Mitch Kenny as well. Yeah, exactly. He he's not the second piece, the little piece in the hooker uh, rotation now. Next to Appy, he's the big piece. So, just on that simple logic, you think that he's got to have a bounce back. Um, I think he could get up to five hundred k if you can get him. You know, with a stone throw of um, upgrading to a Robson, you know, Grant type, you'll be extremely happy with him. Um, 
I'm, I agree with you because why would you have someone who can come in and cover you in the nine and maybe in the halves at a stretch instead of someone like Pichu who can go in the back line, in the halves, in the back row and into hooker? He's extremely versatile. And that's the reason why they brought him back. Uh, so the simple fact is you can't, you, you, Kenny probably looks like a fair option. I mean, I prefer... Uh, old mate there up the Titans, who's got the halfback gig yeah. in the in that sort of price point. Uh, someone put an interesting question about him the other day that um, we could have position updates as um, the season draws closer. Maybe he loses Hooker. Maybe they make him five eight halfback. I don't. Even, I don't. There's think... even talk that um, that four and might play seven, and he might play six. I don't think you can lose position. I think you can gain them. But I don't think they can take them away unless it's done. Um in the preseason before the game launches, just because I think coding would throw it out. But yeah, I, I think hooker's weird because I'm looking at Brandon Smith as a must have. He'll, he'll never leave my preseason side. So that only leaves one spot left and you've got, you know, cheap guys like Hodson, Boyd, um, Kenny, or well, then you go up to Robson, Grant, Cook, and uh, I think you, you, you go one or two ways. I, I, yeah, with, with cheese being a must have and locked into my side, it'll be interesting as to how we, you know, do our next team reveals and, and talk about that position. Um, Moses Leota, you've got him 481K in the, in the bounce back category. Are we yeah. are we worried about the progression of Spencer Lenu, or do you think this is a regression from Fisher-Harris that would lead Leota to, to be a better option this year? Yeah, I kind of thought that he looked uh, a little better as the year went on last year, and he was sensational in the grand final. Uh, he He's getting better as a footballer, I think, um, and I just, I really think that, he might get closer to top dog in that team. I think Spencer Lee knew he's never been getting, always expected he's going to get more minutes, but yeah, maybe they share it out. I think, I think responsibility wise, they seem to put a little bit more on Leota last year. And I thought he was the better of the two big props there. As And so, sorry, I know a lot of people are a big J um, WH fan. No, JF. Uh, yeah, I was doing JWH, another another Kiwi. Um, but look, I reckon he's a good um, player. I think he's he, he started to come on last year. I think he's going to go even further this year. Fantastic. Now let's talk cash cows. We've already talked Sonny Luke. I just I don't know where this, the, the minutes come from personally. Yeah, I don't know if he's even going to get a run on that bench no. uh, unless they busted. Um, you know, the gutless dog. Whatever. Was, yeah, we got a we dog got a out dog. of the team. Uh, and I don't think they'll do that. They've just re-signed him. So I think they like what he offered uh, off the bench. And Peachy's so versatile that you could bring him on and put him in the back row as, you know, a, a running sort of, um, you know, he, he can 13 co- type he, stuff. He can cover the centers. So, he can cover six if he needs to. He can cover nine. He can cover 13. I think yeah. Peachy's, you know, versatility is too great to leave out of the side, although I don't rate him highly as a Tigers fan. I saw what he did. But... Yeah. Yeah, I just think he gets a bench spot. I think Salmon gets a bench spot. Um, you would think Lenu gets a bench spot, and then probably Sorensen, who makes up the bench. Yeah, that's how I see it going. Uh, and I think it's really hard if you go and plug in uh, your team with a, a Sunny Luke in there because you're getting used to your team and it's starting to feel right, and you're like, oh, no, he didn't get the run. And then you've got to make big adjustments, even up to – you know, one of the three mid 300 guys. So I think build higher to yeah. start with. If by some miracle he does come in and he's and they leave PG out and he's the 14, then you could take a punt and say maybe he gets 40 minutes, 35, 40 minutes off the bench. But it's going to be a hard fix if you if you put him in there to start. Yeah, that's always been my philosophy. I think we mentioned this a couple of episodes ago. When building your teams, I would build for worst case scenario, build for the more expensive option. 
because it's much e- much easier to go from a 400k hooker to a 200k hooker than the other way around, uh, and you can move your team abouts. There's been huge raps on um, on Tavuru. I, I, I'm going to butcher that uh, pronunciation, but available at fullback, centre wing, probably not one for round one, but the raps on him are huge, and a lot of Penrith journos reckon he'll be playing some first-grade footy this year, and it's just a matter of uh, when, not if. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I, everything I've seen from him, I've really liked as well. If they get an injury to... Um, you know, a, a one of their backline players, he'll probably be next cab off the rank. I think anyone, so, yeah, um, two two through five, doesn't matter where. I think he'll he'll get a slot, or even one. He, yeah, you know, he, he's, he, but they probably put Crichton, Crichton there. Steps but back, and then he'll come into the centres. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's next cab off the rank. And um, to start the year, we know we haven't got Taylor May. I think it could be him and Brian might just stay over the other side. Uh, that's not enough for me to start with him though, because I think as soon as Taylor May is in, he's in. Yes. So. If you get if there's an injury there, he could be just a nice little um, downgrade. If there's an injury and he looks like he's going to get an extended run in the team because he looks a very talented footballer, um, and he I think he's first cab off the rank. So as soon as an injury happens, you can cash out on one of your um, you know your fattened cows down to a Taruva, and I'm sure he'll score well and go up nicely in price because he looks a real talent. Fantastic, fantastic. Plenty to talk about from the Penrith Panthers. Um, you know, we'll dive much deeper into a few of these guys when we hit the position podcasts coming, uh, you know, in a, in a few weeks. But uh, until then, mate, I think we're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to be talking the mighty Gold Coast Titans. Plenty of mouth-watering, more mouth-watering prospects uh, from there to talk tomorrow. Absolutely. Cheers, guys. Cheers. We'll see you tomorrow. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 